Welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we share with you what we taught students this past Sunday morning. So as we get started this morning and we hop into the really the lesson review of what your kids are going to be going through, they're going through Matthew 27, 11 through 54. Um, and I love that, that they're going through that because it's the final really day of Jesus's life. And I can't think of a better way to start Holy Week and to prepare our hearts for Easter than to really look at that and reflect on that. Um, in Matthew 27, Jesus has already had the, the Lord's Supper. He's been arrested in the garden, and really he's gone back and forth between Pilate and Herod, and Herod sends him back to Pilate. Um, and where we're at today, Pilate faces the hardest question, and that's what to do with Jesus. He's had to do something. He couldn't send him back to Herod, and in fact, the Jewish leaders had already gotten him in trouble with Caesar. So Pilate, in that culture, Pilate's not only job was on the line, but also his life was on the line. His wife had brought up, like, you got, like, don't have anything to do with Jesus. Like, he's innocent, had had dreams about him. Um, and the situation really, with Jesus, had come to its head during Passover. It was really the third riot the Jews, the Jews had started. And so he's left with this question of what to do with Jesus. And at that time, it was tradition in the Roman Empire that they would allow a convicted felon once a year to go free. And the Jews could choose who this would be. And in Matthew 27, 15 through 18, it records this moment. It says, now at the feast of the governor was, now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner who they wanted. And so they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or this Jesus who is called Christ? Just sorry, my iPad locked up for you. Yeah, for Jesus who is called Christ. For he knew it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. And in this moment, Pilate's thinking, here's my chance to let Jesus go free. It's a way to keep my job, make, keep my wife happy, and like I can imagine him going to the guards and saying like, hey, bring forth like your worst prisoner. Maybe there's someone who's like murdered someone. Maybe there's like a terrorist we could bring forward. Someone who's got a long rap sheet. And any of those will do. The Jews, they really don't like those kind of people. Let's get one of them out here so we can let Jesus go. And the guards come back and they're like, hey, boss man, we got someone who has all three of those. And so they bring, and they bring him Barabbas, who we know from Scripture started an insurrection and murdered someone during it. He was a notorious criminal. It would be like bringing out an ISIS terrorist and have them choose who they would rather have released. Like, surely they want Jesus to be released, right? Like this man who hasn't really committed a crime, but that's not what they say. When he asks him in verse 21, that says, which of these two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. And Pilate is like, are you sure about that? Like, you really want this terrorist released? Just to, qu just to clarify, you want Barabbas. So what should I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? 
in verses 22 through 23, your kiddos are here today, tells us that they all said, let him be crucified. And he asked, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. Parents, just reading this story, this whole thing is surprising to say the least. Jesus has been accused of crimes he didn't really commit or couldn't be proved. And then there was Barabbas, who was basically a terrorist. And the crowd chose a terrorist and a murderer over the one who brings the dead back to life. Pilate knew he was innocent, but he caved in to save his own skin. And as I was reading this story this past week at the beach, I couldn't help but wonder what in the world was going on in Barabbas's mind. I mean, he's sitting on death row in a Roman prison and chained up knowing any day that they would come for him. And prisoners in Rome had no rights. There was no bail, no parole. Just every day was another day closer to death. And then he hears from his dark prison cell, crucify him, crucify him. And I bet he's probably thinking like, yep, they're coming for me. Murderer, terrorist, I deserve to die. The guards, they come and they open the door to his cell and drag him outside. And everything he's been thinking about and imagining, the flogging, the mocking, the torture, the pain, and this death, he's thinking it's coming. He's on his way to go to it. But then the most astonishing thing happens. Everyone is celebrating him. His chains are released and he's set free. Like, put yourself in his place for a moment, parents. You thought you were being brought to your death and then you're a free man. Then you hear the words again, crucify him, crucify him. And you see another that those chants weren't meant for you. And you see this Jesus that you've heard about. And he's been beaten, flogged, and is forced to carry his cross to his death. And it's the very cross you thought you would be carrying all those nights in prison. You think to yourself, that's my death that he's dying. Jesus took his death and Barabbas was given the freedom Jesus deserved. Jesus took all the guilt, shame, punishment, embarrassment, and the death that Barabbas deserved. And Barabbas received the freedom and life that Jesus deserved. Y'all, this is an incredible scene. And I wonder if Barabbas ever got that, like ever got over that moment. You would think like the image of Jesus carrying his cross would have been burned into his brain forever, that image. And Tim Keller points out in, the pa- in this passage, the ironies between Jesus and Barabbas, because Barabbas' name literally means son of man. And Keller points out that actually Barabbas' full name was Jesus Barabbas, which I thought was super interesting. Never knew that before. And what he points out is really in this story, we have two Jesuses, and they couldn't be more different. One rules by taking life, the other by giving his life. One wants to overthrow the king. The other is the one true king. One is guilty and gets set free, and the other is innocent and is going to be killed. And Jesus was going to be killed for the kind of crime that the man set free actually committed. And Jesus literally took Barabbas' punishment for him. That Jesus marched to his, to his death 
as Barabbas would have and that Jesus marched willingly and quietly. And yet it wasn't because he had lost. It wasn't because it was a mistake or an accident that the cross was not plan B in God's eternal plan for salvation. The crucifixion, as brutal and as gruesome as it was, was God's plan for eternity past. And Jesus knew it was coming. Luke 9, it says Jesus turned his eyes to Jerusalem because he was on a mission his whole life. Every moment of it was leading towards Gargotha. It was leading towards the hill. His whole life was going on a steady march to the cross. He lived to die. Like John 10, 18, Jesus says, No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. The Jews chose the wrong man, but the Lord put forward the right one. That's the gospel, that for our sake, He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we could become His righteousness. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 21. You and I both are sinners. And if we're honest with ourselves, we are Barabbases. We sat in a spiritual prison, bound helpless, awaiting that we receive the just punishment we deserve. We sat on death row of all death rows, waiting to be dragged out to the death, not knowing when God's righteous judgment will come down. But the good news is that when we repent of our sin and trust in Jesus to save you, Jesus goes off to the cross in your place. He gets what you deserve. You get what he deserves. It's the greatest exchange in all of history. He gives up his life so that we could have life. And I hope this Holy Week we never lose the awe and wonder of that, that God came down to this earth to die on the cross for our sin and die the death that we really do deserve. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in room 215, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.